Hello and welcome to This is Oro Valley, a podcast where we explore the people and programs that make Oro Valley the vibrant community it is. I'm Nick Going, the digital content specialist for the town of Oro Valley and host of the podcast, and today we're going to do things a bit differently. A little background about myself, I am a big foodie. I love adventuring to new restaurants, food trucks, off the beaten path diners and dives and spending too much of my money on strange and different new food spots. Uh, So today I'm sharing with you listeners some of my favorite spots to grub in town. I'll be taking you on a breakfast, lunch and dinner adventure, sort of a tasty tour of the town. And if you're asking yourself why the town is doing a podcast about restaurants, remember this. Nearly half of our general fund comes from local sales taxes. So every time you choose to shop in an Oro Valley store or dine in an Oro Valley restaurant, you're reinvesting your tax dollars back into the community so we can keep providing great services like roads, water, and public safety. Plus, we've got some of the most delicious restaurants in the region. So undo a notch on your belt to make room for some seriously good eats. They say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and I definitely agree with that. It is my favorite meal of the day, and in a perfect world, I'd spend every morning in a different cafe, and Oro Valley has plenty of options to suit our early risers. But my favorite in Oro Valley is Village Bakehouse. This local favorite has been around for over 22 years. It serves breakfast and lunch, and it has indoor and outdoor seating. It's a cozy environment with friendly staff, and it boasts a pretty diverse menu. In fact, you can find, and I think a lot of people don't know this, you can find fat-free, vegan, low-sugar, or even eggless options. So this is a great spot to take your family or friends uh, when they're visiting because you can find something for everyone. When you first enter Village Bakehouse, you're greeted by some very friendly staff and this amazing pastry case that, honestly, I can't even tell you what half the things are in it, but I can tell you that I want to try all of them. For me personally, I love a savory or a hearty breakfast. So I decided to order the breakfast quesadilla, which was definitely filling, and uh, I already want it again. I didn't even make it out of the restaurant um, before ordering a cinnamon roll to go, and that cinnamon roll didn't make it home, actually, even though I imagined having it for breakfast the next day. While I was there, I was fortunate enough to speak with Paulette Griggs. She's the owner of Village Bakehouse and also a baker. Paulette and I took the time to speak about what it's like to run the cafe, what it's like doing business in Oro Valley, and why she personally enjoys being in the culinary industry. When I was young, I used to uh, choose to cook instead of go outside and do yard work. I came from a family of eight women and eight girls, and... My dad died when I was very young, so we all did all the chores. We we grew up on a farm, and I would always choose to stay in and make dinner or bake all the time, and that's how I got started. I love cooking. I love making food for people, uh, making them happy with food. It's a really good feeling, Um, and if I'm not doing it here, I'm doing it at home for my family. Uh, I'm not here to make tons of money. Uh, that's not that's not my goal. I, I know that doesn't sound wise for a business person, but I am more concerned with the staff and my community. We do a lot of donations um, to the schools, to the community, to special projects, and um, honestly, that's more of a concern that I give back. 
Well, I like the small town feel of Oro Valley, even though it's growing. I think like the like the police and the fire department. I mean, they're right here for us. Anytime we need them, they're like immediately here. This location is awesome. People come here for food, and there's shops everywhere, and and it's a little. I think it has a little bit of an upscale feel. With breakfast complete and the room in my belly dwindling, it was time to start thinking about lunch. So I think my next spot needs no introduction, but it's really a perfect place to bring out-of-towners because the accompanying botanical garden is super special. Uh, Of course, you locals know I'm talking about Tohono Chul. In my opinion, this is the best brunch spot in town. Don't think of Tohono Chul as a place to visit once a year when your in-laws come in. The rotating art galleries make this a great place to come back to. And families can experience the new Children's Museum, Oro Valley, located on site. And it's got everything to inspire interactive play for kids ages 10 and under. So while I'm well acquainted with the brunch offerings here, I decided to stop by for lunch and try something new. I was not disappointed in this choice. Eating here is a delight because the food you're served is every bit as colorful as the surrounding gardens, which you're practically sitting in if you choose the back patio of the bistro. On a cooler day, find a shady spot. Typically at lunch, I'd have a prickly pear mimosa here, but since I'm on the clock, I settled for an Arnold Palmer. And I very much appreciate the emphasis on local ingredients here with ties to the rich culture and tradition of the Sonoran Desert. I sat down with power couple Rose and Patrick Fahey. Together, they manage the Garden Bistro, and Patrick is also a chef at the Bistro. So here's what Patrick and Rose had to say. My goal was always just to have my own restaurant, and Patrick and I met about probably... 10 years down the road, I guess. Yeah, something like that. Not that long. Yeah. And we uh, got married, and um, it was just always our goal. This was our goal, to have our own restaurant. And then for me, um, I always uh, had the desire of being a chef. I mean, even when I was like nine years old, um, I was, you know, making candy bars and flipping omelets at home. And, and, you know, that was a result of uh, my mom was really not a cook, you know, she didn't like to cook. So, you know, I kind of, by necessity, by necessity kind of, and then, you know, I really got into it. And back then, which was a long time ago, I mean, there wasn't the food channel. There was, uh, you know, Julia Child and the Galloping Gourmet and, um, the joy of cooking, which is an amazing, um, you know, cookbook. So dove deep into that and, um, worked my way up through kind of privately owned, uh, you know, kind of uh, pub atmosphere and then into a resort atmosphere. The You know, I wanted to go out to the Desert Museum because I just felt it really, you know, played. Tell the truth. I saw his cascading berries on a platter and I said, we've got to get that chef out to the Desert Museum. He is mm-hmm. so talented. And I got him. Then opened a food truck and then came out here to Tohono Chul Garden Bistro. At the time, it was the tea room. And, and it's almost, a, it'll be 11 years 11 in years. July. Yeah. And then yeah. it's a long story. Sorry if <laughs> no, it was long winded. No, it was really great. Um, so this next one's for both of you. And it is, what's your favorite item on the menu? Oh, that's a great question. Because like I told you earlier, I am a vegetarian. And so there's a few items on the menu that I love. And you could ask any waitress here, any server here, and they'll tell you, I'm going to order the avocado toast. It doesn't okay. matter how many times I come here. 
I love it. It's outstanding. The roasted tomatoes on it. It's a flavor. It's different than any other avocado toast in town. I love it. Um, but Patrick is carnivore. And so he's going to give you a totally different answer. <laughs> All right. Yeah. If I had to pick, uh, you know, our, our menu changes quite a bit, but uh, we've had this blue corn um, chicken and waffle on the menu probably about two and a half years now. And I have to say if I, that was my, if I needed a go-to, it would be that, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, fresh made blue corn flour waffle, uh, with, uh, a buttermilk brined chicken that is then, you know, flash fried served over the waffle. And then that comes with the chiltepine chili, which we grow here on site, Ch chiltepine chili, mesquite honey glaze over that. And then that comes with like uh, fresh watermelon with a little bit of tahini on it. So if I had to pick, I'd get, that would be, that would be my go-to. That's one of the beauties about being on the grounds of a botanical garden is, and Patrick can really address this much better than I can, but we have this ethnobotanical garden on property where we get to use all these things that they grow right here. And then the chefs get to be so creative and incorporate them into the menu seasonally. But Patrick can talk about that better than I can. Sure. I'll jump off that. Um, so yeah, the ethnobotanical garden, which has been kind of rebranded the heritage garden. Um, there's pomegranate trees, there's citrus, the, the beds themselves get rotated three times, you know, three times a year because there's basically three growing seasons here um in the southwest um but yeah you know our chefs get a opportunity to work with mild blusher squash tahona odom squash uh tepary beans purple fava beans um the list i mean i could just go i can go on and on and You're on on this stuff <laughs> unfortunately you know it is you know it's, it's it's only about you know four acres of so it will definitely not support the restaurant as a whole, but it's really great to bring it in. And like when we do our wine dinners, our whiskey dinners, we we incorporate those things in, you know, into those menus. And then also what when stuff's coming out of the ground and I mean, we could, you know, the botanist could drop, you know, a couple wheelbarrows to 300 pounds of mild blush or squash, then we, that's you know, we make it, that's a special that ends up going into our calabacitas. Um, you know, that we have on the menu all the time seems to be a big hitter. But I do want to say something that I'm very proud of about what we do here at the Garden Beaster from a culinary standpoint. And, you know, we are committed to slow food and we don't get caught up in the whole, you know, it, it costs us more to do the slow food, you know, because we, you know, we have to do it ourselves. Right. I mean, we're not buying stuff in boxes and cans, um, but. I really feel that that translates to our guests too, that they, they know like, Hey, you know, somebody made this with, with passion. Somebody made this with, with love. So how has doing business in Oro Valley benefited you? A few years ago, Oro Valley annexed, you know, yeah, this, that the, this part of Tucson. So yeah, it's been very exciting for the park. It's been very exciting for us. Yeah. The town's great. You know, we had already been serving, you know, the Oro Valley clientele and Saddlebrook clientele and all of that, obviously. Um, before the annexation, but, you know, with that annexation comes a lot more support. I feel like I know people at the town, you know, like during COVID, for instance, it was so scary. Yeah. But there were people at the town that were just, you know, kind of held our hand through it and helped us in many ways. You know, they helped us with some advertising. They helped us with just support. They just it was so nice to know I think that there they, was some financial support, too. Well, that's what I, I mean. Yeah. yeah. 
And it was just really nice to be able to call, you know, just drop an email or give them a call and, you know, and they knew who we were. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with that feeling of community. I mean, that I was just talking about that, that we really feel, um, I don't know, embraced. And of course our location, it's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amazing being here. But I, for me, I don't know if Patrick's different, but for me, just the feeling of community in, in Oro Valley is, is just, it's amazing. I love the winter visitors. I love the year round residents. It's just, it's a great, happy, really positive community. I just, I love it here. And I'll go ditto on exactly what she said, you know, and I'm a, I'm a small town boy myself and I appreciate the small town feeling that you get, you know, being a business in Oro Valley. At this point in my food voyage, I had a full belly, but I decided to visit Chard Pie. This is a wood-fired Neapolitan pizza restaurant with plenty of other options if a slice isn't what you're in the mood for. The restaurant is located in the Oro Valley Marketplace, so I'd recommend eating at Chard Pie and then perhaps catching a movie afterwards at the theater, which is right by it. Alternatively, you could go for a quick night hike at Catalina State Park or a morning hike, work up an appetite and come for a slice afterwards. The environment is friendly and there's plenty of seating. The restaurant does do takeout if you want to enjoy some quality pizza in the comfort of your own home. And the menu changes often, but the emphasis is always on the quality of the ingredients. I grabbed an appetizer. It's a wood-fired bread with ricotta cheese served with an apricot jam. And I caught up with the owner slash restaurateur Reza Shapuri, who also owns Harvest, about his goals with chard pie and what it's like working in the restaurant industry. Do you do you have a background in cooking or how did you learn to develop a menu like that? Uh, Throughout the years. Yeah. Throughout the years. Just learn it. I, I started as a dishwasher. Gotcha. In Dallas, Texas. That was back in early 80s or something like that. And just worked from this restaurant, that restaurant, end up to Tucson, all that kind of stuff. But um, just want, really passionate about it and really interested in learning about food. How would you describe the culture of Oro Valley? What do you like about it? You said you live here. so. Well, you know, what I like about it, it's they're really good about keeping their zoning laws, which help Oro Valley be what it is. I see. It has kept Oro Valley interesting for people, and people like to live here. It's very safe. I love the police department. They are so, they are everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, the town is safe. Right. Well, I want to ask, what's your favorite item on the menu here? In this? Yeah. Lemon chicken pasta. Really? I should have, see, I ate before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll have to come back. And- I tell you, though, Every single item here I like. Every one of them. I, nothing went on the menu that I didn't like. Gotcha. I didn't love. I loved everything that goes on the menu. So we, we worked on these dishes. I like having the background yeah. on, on that because I think people come here, you know, they know the food is good. They enjoy it, but they don't know how precise you're trying to be in the kitchen to make sure that it's working. Uh, we, we, we cook about 750 degrees. I'd like to cook at 800, but it's, they're gonna be, the timing has to be perfect because... Three extra seconds and you burn it. So we cook at 7.50. And um, I mean, it's just giving us a chance to succeed. Obviously, there are plenty of delicious restaurants in Oro Valley. And I've hoped you've enjoyed learning about some of them today. If you'd like to start off your Oro Valley food adventure, maybe try some new spots. Be sure to check out our list of Oro Valley originals on our website. 
These restaurants started right here in Oro Valley, and you can find them over at www.orovalleyaz.gov in our community sections. Uh, if you just search things to do, dine at an OV original, you'll find it. The list is kept current, so you can always be in the know about what exciting options for grub are available in your town. And that's it for this episode of This is Oro Valley. Be sure to tune in to future episodes where you can learn about the people and programs that make Oro Valley an outstanding community to live, work, play, and obviously eat in. I'll catch you next time.